0: You're listening to the Winged Octopus podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape.
1: What's up, and welcome to another episode of the Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here, alongside Greg. Tess not joining us this week; she's probably going to be back next week. We're going to get right into things. Greg, I'm I'm hoping you're doing well. I'm doing pretty well. How you doing?
0: I'm good. Uh, I got a supplied for uh, Spotify. Uh, recently so our podcast may be on Spotify soon that's exciting that is
1: certainly exciting well there was some news yesterday but before that obviously today is going to be a mailbag guys so uh, hopefully everybody gets their question answered and uh, you know all that and obviously thank you guys for sending them but Greg I want you to shout out uh, our sponsor please
0: Yeah, so uh, quickly, our sponsor is Howie's Hockey Tape. If you guys play hockey or know anyone that plays hockey and you need gear for your locker room, that's uh, that's Howie's business, man. They are a Michigan-based product. Uh, They distribute to the OHL, the NHL. uh, The Red Wings use them. A lot of other teams use them. They got tape. They got wax. They got what you need. If you shop today at uh, Howie's.com or .ca, uh, and use the promo code Winged O. You will receive ten percent off of your total order. Um, so go there and buy your stuff. Don't buy it from anywhere else. And say that uh, Greg and Tyler sent you.
1: Yeah, they got some great stuff over there at Howies. You know, they got the the great wax that my mom buys it just to smell it. No, I'm just kidding, but she loves the smell of
0: it. <laughs> I love things. I love saying stuff like uh, tell them tell them we sent you, even though Absolutely. they don't give a shit. They're not gonna be like who the hell is that. <laughs> oh, um, okay. but yeah you're right we uh we have a lot of questions again thank you guys so much for sending your questions and i think this is the most we've ever gotten um normal mailbags that i listen to they get like five six questions we literally have like 14 questions today so real quick what we're going to start with and and i know if we we would be demolished if we didn't at least talk about this for a couple minutes so as you all know, Peter Mrazek was traded to the Philadelphia Flyers for a fourth-round pick in this uh, year's draft and a was fourth-round pick in next year's draft uh, with some conditions. So if we or if Philadelphia makes the playoffs and Peter Mrazek wins, I believe it is five games in the regular season between now and the end, that fourth-round pick uh, this year goes up to a third. And if they make their conference finals, um, and Mrazek wins six games in the playoffs, that third goes to a second. Uh, we get the 2019 pick if Philly re-signs him in the offseason. If they don't, then that pick gets dropped. So what it's looking like is we're going to get a third-round pick from Mrazek. I'm not mad about it, Tyler. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm not too mad about it. You know, I mean, he was—he uh, was what he was. We were talking about this off-air. You know, he. He's inconsistent. I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, you you give someone so much leeway. He got a four, uh, you know, a, a a year contract there. Or was it a two year deal? I think it was a two year deal. Two years. And uh, you know, worth four million a year, so eight million in total. And um, he really hasn't lived up to it. You know, the Nets his to take. And Jimmy Howard, you know, he's played really good. So I mean, credit him. But. It was Mirazik's net to take and, you know, he came yeah. up with all this swagger and he was cocky and he was confident, confident, not really cocky. And it no, was his was net to take. Too. Well, yes. I mean, that's probably part of it as well, you know, with the attitude issues and everything, but it was his net to take and he didn't take it. So whose fault is that Peter? That's, that's not our fault. That's not the organization's no. fault. That's your fault. Yeah. That is your yeah. fault. Now, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to kick the guy while he's down. You know, he's going to a, a decent organization in the Philadelphia Flyers. Their are fans. That's a different story. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> they might burn down their city if they, uh, it, you know, if, if they lose in the first round of the playoffs to Pittsburgh, which uh, is what it looks like it's going to be, Philly and Pittsburgh. My thoughts initially, I mean – get the guy out of here really I mean get as many yeah. contracts out, off the books as you can you know they do save two million now so they did eat two of the million so i I mean they, they are picking up two of their million so Philly you know gets two as well. Or, yeah, or that's only till the end of the year as well. yeah it's only till the end of the year contracts up after the end of the year uh, uh me greg we're just talking about it. he might end up in russia in a few years he may not even be an nhl goalie and that's sad because you know i did i did think the guy had a lot of um you know a lot of upside but you know what sometimes you just don't pan out and that's kind of the way it works and you know what sometimes you know philly philly did the same thing with sergey Bobrovsky. look at Bobrovsky now
0: yeah I mean, it could blow up in our face, but at the end of the day, this is going to give us more money to sign Mantha and Larkin and possibly Athanasiu. Like you said, Mrazek, historically, his stats are not as good as Howard's, though Howard has played more games. Howie's only got two years left on his contract. The Red Wings are probably going to be bad for the next three or four. So ride out your your goalie, win as much as you can. Get rid of the assets you can get rid of. I'm not going to cry over it. Uh, Would I have probably traded Howard instead? Yeah, probably, but the, the need was there and the want was there for Morazic, not Howard. So well, you call up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said, you just call up Coro. uh will let him back up, see what happens.
1: Yeah, who knows? Maybe Coro will decide to, uh, you know what? This is my net. I'm going to take it and I'm going to ride with it. I doubt it, but you never Got know. But awesome. Now, I will take some blame here because Peter Morazic was on a tear, right? Um. Yep. this is not this year this is I believe it was the year we were in the stadium series uh, two, was years that? Ago? 20, yeah, two years ago 2015-2016 and he was on a tear it was probably from November all the way until February the 14th and the only reason I remember that is because I was in town for two games and he played both of them he played really good in the Colorado game and then it was his birthday the, the, the Saturday in between I went to a signing I got that jersey signed by him that next now game you he want to sell against, it well yes i do want to sell it that game they played against boston the next day which was february 14th Valentine's day his birthday and he gets lit the fuck up and he hasn't been the same ever since that was the year he yeah. started to get pulled and uh you know then he tore his groin a little bit
0: in the stadium yep. series after that uh so, Morazek had the down year and it was bad. And it looks like he was starting to come back this year, which is good because if he wasn't starting to come back this year and he's still inconsistent, Philly would have never taken him. So, I mean, that's the only reason he got traded is because he turned it around a little bit. But enough about Peter Morazek. We are going to move on to our mail uh, bag portion of this show. We've got a ton to go with. Uh, we've got stuff from Facebook, we've got stuff from Twitter. I believe we have one thing from Snapchat, which is a little weird, but uh, Instagram. We- Oh, okay. Instagram. Yep. Got it. So we will start off with a few Facebook people. Uh, Jordan on Facebook and Tyler, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the question. I'm going to have you answer first and I'm going to follow up. Sounds good. To me. Or I'll answer some first. If I keep talking, don't talk over me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Facebook, uh, Jordan asks, which Griffins player do you think has the highest ceiling? And I'll let you start this one.
1: Ooh, that's a good question. A um, very good question. That's a very good question. Um, I think the guy... I'm going to pick two if that's
0: allowed. I'm going to try to pick not two. Not one. It says which Griffin's player, okay, not Which players. Griffin's
1: player? Well, then I would say Philip Heronik, because that's the biggest need that you guys have, or that we have, I You think I he has say. the highest ceiling, though? It's hard to say. Either him or Svechnikov,
0: really, yes. right? I mean... That is the right answer. I... Uh, so Evgeny Svechnikov, I believe, has the highest ceiling, and I believe, and I read uh, Craig Custance put out an article that alluded to the fact that maybe Svechnikov was not doing so good in the first half of the year because he is frustrated with being in the AHL.
1: Ah, so, an Anthony Mantha situation.
0: Yeah, so I I think I think either later this year they might pull him up for a few games, or uh, he'll push real hard in camp. But I believe Svechnikov has the highest ceiling a uh, a close second
1: well if gustav nyquist ends up getting traded or tomas tatar ends up getting traded you might yep. see svechnikov up here yeah uh, i think um, so pretty too. soon so yeah we'll, we'll have to see
0: but yep, that is our answers uh svechnikov and then Horonic's probably a close second
1: and thanks thanks for the question By the yeah, way, yeah thanks
0: jordan next question is also from facebook anthony asks where do we go from here uh, surely we will be in the market for a goalie. So now that Mrazek is gone, uh, I've also seen this sentiment a lot on Twitter is that, well, Red Wing is going to need a goalie because Koro sucks. And I, I'll, I'll take this one first. What yeah, I think no might happen is there's a, a possibility that Howard could still be traded. If you were to trade him and the Islanders were scouting our games, Nashville, if Howard were to be traded somewhere like the Islanders, you would see someone like Yaroslav Halak come back. Grice is a fine backup they're not going to keep Halak uh, and Howard we would probably get Halak I don't think we're in the immediate market for a goalie because like we said earlier this team's not going to be great for a while and we do have a few prospective stud goalies maybe coming up in the system what do you think Tyler?
1: Yeah I agree I mean you, you don't you don't just go out and say okay like Trade a guy and uh, say, okay, yep. Now we need, um, you know, Martin Brodor between the pipes. Yeah, no, that doesn't work that way. Um, Jimmy Howard, you're going to see a lot of him unless, you know, of course, he gets traded by um, next Monday. Is it Monday?
0: Yeah, uh, Monday at three p.m. Monday at three p.m.
1: Yeah, um, or or you know, it could be Jared Coral. But then, I mean, like you said, if if it ends up being the Islanders and that that ends up being the team that that Howard will waive his no trade clause to. Uh, I mean, you know, you may see Yaroslav Halak, um, and uh, I mean, I'd be okay with it. I, I mean, wouldn't care. This team's not going to be good for a long time, or not not a long time, but you know, a, a long while. enough time. So it doesn't really matter who's in net, and I hate to say that, but then you can free up some room when when you know Larson's ready or JVP is ready. Uh, Jürgen van Paul earlier, of course. Or Petruzzelli, yeah, Um, or any other goalie they may draft. They may draft another guy this year. Um, Uh, Caden Fulcher, too. Yes, yes, absolutely. They're stuck in the cupboard. I mean, that's that's what they got to do. I don't blame them. That's what you have to do.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. So uh, surely we'll be in the market for a goalie. Not so much, I think, if one comes back on a trade. That's great. Other than that, let your people develop while you suck and then try them out in a couple years. Uh, Next question from Nat. Uh, It's a two-parter. One is, will Jeff Blasch be coaching next year? And two, uh, it seems like the organization has lost its way and is afraid to make hard decisions and is showing loyalty that's not being reciprocated. Do we need a full clean out? So I'll let Tyler start. Uh, Question one was, will Jeff Blasch be coaching next year? Uh, yeah,
1: no, I don't believe he'll be the coach of the Detroit Red Wings next year. He may be coaching, but it won't be in the national hockey league unless he's an assistant, which, you know, is a possibility given the things that have happened here in Detroit. Um, it seems like everybody that walks out the door, Riley Sheehan, Peter Morazic, ex-player, Pavel Datsuk, uh, another yeah. guy last year who, who, you know, had an interview with, uh, one of the guys, I believe it was Bill Rose. Um, I don't want to, don't quote me on that directly, but he did have an interview and basically said that, you know, nobody was interested in winning the Stanley Cup. Everyone was just interested about making the playoffs. And, you know, they they kind of just tried to push that streak down your throat. And no one. That's why Pavel Datsuk left, by the way. Um, so Jeff Blashaw will not be the coach of the Detroit Red Wings. And Ken Holland probably won't be the general manager of the Detroit Red Wings yeah. next year. Um, and, and what's the two- second question?
0: it seems that they're showing too much loyalty that's not being given back to them. Do we need a full clean out of the management?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And, and um, that kind of happened here in Boston um, with the Red Sox uh, back in the day, they ended up, you know, napalming the whole baseball or organ- uh, baseball department there. And um, I, do the Red Wings need that? I don't know. I think they still have some good people there. I think they still have some pretty good scouts uh, Jim Devolano is obviously still in the background. So I think that the, some of the old ways need to go away, like Ken Holland, maybe Jimmy D as well. But uh, I don't know if they need to napalm the whole thing. I don't think that's necessary. Although the Leafs did it, and look where they are. So uh, who am yeah. I to say that? Well, the Leafs I, also I, got
0: Austin Matthews. My,
1: my answer is I don't know. I, I really don't. All but right. I don't think Jeff Blashell would be coaching, though.
0: I also don't think Bla. Uh. Blasho will not be coaching the Red Wings. He, like you said, he, he might go back to the AHL. I mean, he has been an assistant coach before, so he could go back to assistant coaching, but I do not think he will be your Detroit Red Wings head coach. Now, if Ken Holland returns, that could be a different story because one of the recent interviews that I read said the organization loves what Blasho has done with uh, what he has been given. So if Holland returns, I think Blashaw will return, but I don't I don't think either of them will. And uh do we need a full clean out of management? I believe we do. All the way to I'd keep people like Draper, people like Fisher, but Holland's gotta go. Blashell's gotta go. Of players, I think you get rid of anyone not named Athanasiu, Mantha, and Larkin, and yeah. we we'd be the same team if not better. So
1: I agree. And it'd probably be a funner team to watch or a more fun team to watch. I should say
0: you can say funner. And, we're, we're and not Z-
1: Zetterberg, Zetterberg's not going anywhere. Let's be honest here. The only place he'd go is back to Sweden, but yeah, he's not going anywhere. I don't buy it unless he's so sick and tired of every question from these, the, you know, from the media, that he's just, you know, mentally drained and he knows the team's not going to win and the team's probably not going to be good enough to win next year or definitely not going to be good yeah. enough to win next year. So he's just like, you know what, I'm not I'm not going to finish but this. But our,
0: our, our media doesn't ask tough questions anyway, so he should be fine.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on what, what you think is a tough question or not. But anyways, uh, what about Jimmy one? D?
0: Jimmy D is old. I mean, I don't think he has much, much of a say in, in in anything anymore. I think he's there for uh for photo ops and and autographs. I don't think he's making much of a decision. I think if he was making decisions, our our team might be in a little different place because he <laughs> made the good good decisions before Holland. Yeah, absolutely. Our next question comes from Twitter, uh, Brian, which is at bbiolo. With the trade of Mrazek, is this is this the start of cleaning house? And the second part is who takes the C once Z hangs them up? I will answer this first. Uh, Mrazek is the first piece to fall. He is the domino that starts the effect. I believe you will see, you'll definitely see Mike Green go. I believe you will see Thomas Tatargo to somewhere like Nashville. You might see, it's the long shot. And every time I see Helene's name, she says that, uh, that Athanasiu is probably going to get traded and, it's possible, but I don't think that one's likely. And who takes the C once Z hangs them up? It is definitely Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin is the next captain of this team. He he is, for lack of a better term, the team's new Iserman. He's young. He's good. He doesn't score as much, but he, with one more point, will match his point total from his rookie season, which everyone was super impressed by. So yeah. Larkin is your next captain. Uh, he's a great leader. If you heard him mic'd up in the game, he, he shouts commands. He gives encouragement. He's hard on himself when they don't win. He's he's your next C. What do you got, Tyler? Is this the start of cleaning house with the Mrazic trade, and who takes the captaincy?
1: Yeah, this is the start of cleaning house without a doubt. You know, I think the next domino to fall will be Mike Green. I think Luke Glendening, to Toronto will follow suit. And I think that one of Nyquist or Tatar will go. I think Nyquist will end up staying. I think he's – I kind of think he's he's in a bright spot on this team. I actually like Gustav Nyquist. I kind of always have. And I feel like he's gotten better and better and better. Um, Last year wasn't great for him. This year is better. I like Gustav Nyquist. Tomas Tatar will probably end up somewhere like Nashville, like you said. But And then what was the last one? I'm
0: sorry. Who is the next captain of the Detroit Red Wings oh. when Z hangs him up? So in two years.
1: Yeah, this is without a doubt uh, Dylan Larkin. You know, Larkin has been unbelievable this year. Talk to some people that say, you know, Dylan Larkin is a budding superstar. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I would say that he is going to be the straw that stirs the drink for the next good Detroit Red Wings team. I think it's time to lock him up long term.
0: Yeah, I'd give Larkin a max con I'd try to give a max contract because I think all he's gonna ask for is in the six to seven million range. He's not gonna go ten million like uh like Matthews or McDavid, but he'll he'll probably make six and a half million and I think they should try to sign him to eight years. Six and a half million, seven million, something like that.
1: Yeah, I think I think he's the type of guy that you do that. There's only certain players that I would go and extend myself for and Dylan Larkin's
0: certainly one of them. Dylan's one of them. I think I'd give Mantha probably a five-year contract.
1: No, I'd bridge him. You think? Yeah, I'd bridge him because he's a little bit inconsistent. I want to see that consistency come a little bit more.
0: Okay. So our next question is also from Twitter, Frank, uh, which is at Maniti Frank. If something significant materializes by the deadline, who would you keep, Nyquist or Tatar? Who would bring the better return, and what do you think Holland would ask? So I'll let you start with this, Tyler. Who do you trade, Nyquist or Tatar? Who would get a better return, and what do you think Holland's asking for? I have
1: no idea what Holland's asking for, number one, because I'm not Ken Holland. Nyquist or Tatar, I keep Nyquist because he's up in a few years. Is it next year after next year, right? I think he's got one per year. Yeah, yeah. So I would keep Nyquist. And Tatar, He's at he's got, what, five more years
0: or four more years? Three, five, three more years. Three more years at five, like 5.25 million. 5.25. 5.
1: Yeah, I think Nyquist is a little bit more of a consistent one. And I think Tatar would be the guy that I would deal. What is Ken Holland asking for? I really don't know. But if I were to guess, I would say he's prop for Tatar. He'd probably be swallowing some money, number one. And number two, I think that he'd probably be looking for, if he's looking for a second round pick for Luke Glenn Denning, What is what is he looking for, for Tomas Tatar or Gustav Nyquist? I would say a first round pick, honestly.
0: Yeah, so I say the same thing.
1: Or two seconds.
0: I would, I would also get rid of Tatar over Nyquist. Nyquist seems like the better playmaker. Nyquist is more consistent, though he seems to be rather snake bitten this year. He's scored quite a bit. But he's had a lot of really good opportunities where the goalie's just stonewalled him for one reason or another. Who would bring the better return? Nyquist would probably get you a better return because his his time is lower, his contract's not as long. Tatar, you'd have to eat some of his salary. But the last I heard is, and, and I don't think it's a direct report from Ken Holland, but the report said that you'd ask a first round for Tatar because. I wonder
1: if Nashville would be willing to give
0: that up, though. I, I don't think so. I think they'd be they'd be willing to give up a second and probably a prospect.
1: If I'm Nashville, I would just stick out. With, I mean, you know, for our sake, I would hope that they would trade for Tatar. But if I'm Nashville, I'm just riding it out, waiting for the KHL to be over and uh, having Eli Tolvanen come over. He just led the uh, the Olympic tournament in goals or uh, in points, actually. And unfortunately they're out, but he's, he's a budding star. And uh, I would just wait for them instead of giving away a first round pick.
0: Yeah. I think you get a second for Tatar on a prospect. Ken Holland is probably asking for a first, but you always ask high and let them counter. I think Nyquist would get the better return, but I like Nyquist as a player more than I do Tatar. I agree. Our next question is also from Twitter. Greg, who is at goalie 35 is if Ken Holland leaves to go to Seattle, who would you replace him with? If Stevie Y is the person you would replace him with, what do you give Tampa for him? I'll answer this one first too. If Ken Holland leaves to go to Seattle, I would replace him with Iserman because Seattle is not going to be a franchise until probably 2020. I think 2020 is the first year they can be in the league. By that time... Holland will be more than gone and Iserman has one more year left on his contract. Do I think Iserman's going to want to come to Detroit? No, because the media will scrutinize literally every single little thing that he does. And I don't I don't think he wants that. He wants to win a cup with Tampa. If he does it this year, I think he'd be up to leaving. Tyler, what do you think?
1: Yeah, Steve Eiserman is not leaving Tampa Bay until he his job is finished, which is winning a Stanley Cup. From what Shanahan said with you know, with the Leafs, and you know, th- I think they asked him about possibly coming back to Detroit at some point. And I think Eiserman took the same approach to this: is he liked it the way he left it as a player, and he doesn't want to come back and have that blown back in his face, kind of like Joe Sackick in, in Colorado, although he's done better as of late, or like um, you know Patrick Wad, although he was a coach. Um, He didn't do so well there with Colorado or um, Cam Neely, who has done a pretty poor job with Boston, although they're playing better. Um, So I I don't know if he would want to come back to Detroit and he was, you know, a golden boy. He was, um, he was looked at as one, uh, one of the perfect human because, uh, you know, Nicholas Ludstrom obviously took that as well, but Steve Eisenman can do no wrong. He doesn't have to buy a beer in Detroit ever. Nope. And um, you know, that could change if he comes and, you know, starts, you know drafting guys and you know they're not working out or he starts giving out big deals and you know it could just be a ken holland situation all over again honestly and i think steve eisenman would just rather have that not happen will he come probably not it would be sweet probably not um was there another question in there as well
0: no that was it. eisenman still actually has a house in detroit his family still lives in michigan he's here all the time my sister-in-law saw him like two weeks ago Three weeks ago so he could end up
1: back I mean
0: you never he know could. I think I think there's a better chance of Lidstrom becoming the GM than there is of Iserman Ooh, uh-huh. so
1: I think here's one other thing and we'll leave it right there uh, because I know we have a ton to get to Iserman is is the type of guy that I feel like it's almost like Derek Jeter like Derek Jeter you know took it was with the Yankees for a long time. And now he's took the Marlins job, and you know he that instead of going back to New York and trying to do something there, he's doing something somewhere else. And I feel like that's the way Isman wants to leave it, but I could be wrong. I don't know.
0: Yep. So I would say I, I take Lidstrom, or uh, I take uh, Sergey. So Sergei. next question. Yeah, yeah, I take Sergey. Next question is from Facebook. Larry asks, despite the downfall of our season, what positives do the Wings need to take out of this to move forward? Tyler, I'll let you start. What positives do you take out of this season?
1: Well, I said before the season started that you need a step from Larkin, you need a step from Mantha, and you need a step from Athanasiu. And I think all three of them have done pretty good. And that's something you can take and, and look forward to and, and uh still come down to uh Little Caesars Arena I almost said JLA there uh but you know that's that's the positives um you the, the other positive you can take and you know it's doesn't give you immediate success but you have seven picks in the first four rounds of this year's deep NHL draft so I think you have eight,
0: you have eight picks right is now. it eight now
1: eight okay. or nine so i mean that's that's tremendous so i mean that's that's the positives i would take other than that, I mean, possibly Ken Holland being on and possibly Jeff Blaschel being on.
0: Yeah, the the organization taking a shift and realizing that they need to make a change, that's a positive. You you were hoping that Larkin would go back to his rookie numbers. He hasn't in goals, but he is almost surpassed in points. That's a very big positive. Mantha looking like by the end of the season, he's probably going to be in the range of 25 to 30 goals like we thought he was going to be. That's a big positive. Athanasiu had a little slump recently. He's seems like he's back with that breakaway goal. He's If he's back, he's back and he's on it. The kids are the big takeaway. The change in management is probably the big takeaway. Them admitting that they need to change stuff is, is a huge takeaway. So yeah. those are the positives. Ooh. Even though this season sucks and the next couple seasons are probably going to suck, they know. They know they suck now and they know they need to change.
1: Yeah, well, they won't use the Our word next...
0: rebuild yet, so uh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Our next question is from Facebook. Also, Steve asks, "When will someone teach Larkin how to shoot?" Tyler,
1: I I hate to say this, and uh, this is going to sound really rude, or but Dylan Larkin is having success being a playmaker. And, uh, you know, being an all around hockey player, if that means he's not going to score a lot of goals, if that means he's not going to score a lot of goals, I'm okay with that. Jonathan Taves doesn't score a lot of goals. Patrice Bergeron, for a while in his career, didn't score a lot of goals. Now he's scoring more goals now. Pavel Datsuk, for as magician like as he was and how good he was, he didn't score a lot of goals either.
0: No, his goals were just amazing.
1: Yeah, his goals were just memorable. You could count the the, uh, the amount of amazing goals on your hands, the top 10. Steve Eisenman was a pure goal scorer, you know, but he was a total all-around player. So I just don't know if Dylan Larkin's a goal scorer. You know, maybe that'll change down the road, but right now he's not a goal scorer. Is he going to shoot more? Probably not because he's having success. He's, he's, he's setting up his buddies there. So, I mean – you got to take one one positive thing and and
0: uh, kind of just live off of that. That's what I would say, right? Yeah, Larkin doesn't, to me, doesn't need a score. He got moved back to the center. Centers generally score less than wingers because they're the setup people. So he wins the face off. He gets it to Athanasio. Athanasiu scores. He gets it to Mantha. Mantha scores. They needed to surround Dylan Larkin with scorers. He was never. Uh, Never touted as a pure scorer in either of the in the U.S. league or at Michigan, he wasn't a pure goal scorer. He's more of a setup guy. He's a crisp passer. He has the hockey IQ and he knows where to put the puck. When he puts the puck somewhere, there's a generally a higher chance of someone scoring. So Craig, you know what Markin, that sounds like
1: what a franchise player. That's what that sounds like.
0: That sounds like your elite captain mm-hmm. is what that sounds yep. like. So larkin doesn't need to shoot he's he's a good shot and he's putting pucks on net but as a center he's more of a setup guy and you you've seen all year how he feeds Athens to see you it's insane mm-hmm. so larkin can shoot he doesn't get as many chances to shoot as everyone else because of his current position but he i don't think he needs to he's almost got as many points so our one instagram question is from tom do you think they will sell the seats from Joe Louis arena or just throw them out like they did tiger stadium.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not a tiger's fan, so I wouldn't know. Um, but I believe tiger stadium was owned by the city of Detroit as was Joe Louis arena. So if, you know, if that's the case, then I think they might just end up throwing them out. And that's really sad to think about. Um, But I feel like they're not taking much out of Joe Louis arena and, you know, I mean, obviously, they sold a lot of it, but I don't think they're going to sell the, ticket, the the seats. I think they're just going to toss them out, unfortunately.
0: If they throw them out, I'm standing by those garbage cans on day one. I'll be there and beg the construction people for a seat, but I think they'll sell them. I think they said that they were going to sell them. They just haven't come with a date yet, but I think in May they're demolishing the arena. so Or March, one, either next month or in May, May they're demolishing no, the May. arena. Yeah, yeah, so they're getting rid of the arena in May. They, I think they'll sell the seats. If they don't, and they're gonna pitch them, I'll, you let me know what landfill because I'll go grab one. I hope yeah. they sell them. I want they two of them for my living room. room.
1: That, that would yeah. be pretty awesome if they did. I probably won't end up with one, um, but you know, it, I'll it buy you one pretty... and when
0: you come up. You can bring it back to Boston.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Like I said, I mean, Joe Louis Arena is special. I mean, there, there's no two ways about it.
0: Yep. And the final question, uh, which is a little bit backwards, but we'll take it from Facebook. Peyton asks, looking back, do you think firing Babcock was a mistake? So I'll start this. We didn't fire Babcock. Babcock went on to take uh, a shitty team and make it amazing. Has he succeeded? Yes. Do I think him leaving was a mistake? No, he's having huge success where he's at now. He's in Canada. He's beloved by the fans. He's getting the the respect that he actually deserves. Babcock in Detroit was always seen by the players and by several of the fans as kind of an asshole. People knew he was hard on the players. The players always said he was hard on them. He There was a rift between him and some of the the, the players, so... Do I think him leaving was a mistake on his part? Not at all. Do you, do I think he we'd be in a better place with Babcock as coach? Definitely.
1: Yeah. I think the mistake was, um, I don't think the mistake was moving on from Babcock. I don't. I mean, I think, you know, his, his time was here done here. I think as the time of Pavel Datsuk was done here too, because I think the organization's philosophy is, okay, let's just make the playoffs and extend the streak. And I feel the more I hear about this and the more I hear people talk about this and former players, oh, they were just, you know, interested in extending that streak. They had no chance at winning the Stanley Cup, uh, you know, past, what, 2011 maybe? The, the, one of those Sharks years that we lost. After that, I mean, there, the, probably the, the last year was 2012 they had the chance to win the Cup because, you know, they lost to Nashville. That was probably the last year they had the chance to win the Cup. But then, they, you know, the the Chicago series. But, I mean, yeah, that mistake to me was, you know, not – Not bringing someone in that was better, or not better, but you know, better than Jeff Blashill. Yeah. Um. But no, I think uh, Babcock didn't make a mistake leaving. I think he knew he knew that the organization was, you know, gonna come tumbling down, and uh, you know that he he knew it. The writing was on the wall.
0: Yeah. So he went to a crap organization and made it great instead of staying with a great organization when it turned to crap, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awful. Um, You know, the, the situation we're in is bad, but you know what? It could be a lot worse. You know, it really could. I was, I was looking at, we could be Buffalo or we could, you know, be uh, what Boston was a few years ago. Now the good thing about this is, is we're going to have a good team in a few years. Oh yeah, As long as situations and, and decisions are made the right way. Like if Ken Holland comes back, hopefully we don't ever have to say that on this podcast. Hopefully, you know, it's Ken Holland moved on or they fired Ken Holland or whatever. If I ever have to come on this podcast and say, well, the Red Wings made the worst decision and they have made in the last 10 years. And and Ken Holland is coming back. And so is Jeff Blatchell. I will lose my shit. I swear to God, I'll lose my shit. That'll be an
0: entire, I'll give the Howie's promo and then I'll let Tyler yell for a half an hour.
1: Yep. So hopefully that doesn't happen because you see those seats that are empty right now at Little Caesars Arena. Although it looked a little bit more full last night, not sure why, but those seats will be empty if that happens. Yep. It'll be dead winger like like this okay. right now. They're still a competitive team. They're still in games. They're still working hard for the most part.
0: Their yep. defense. We're th- three points out of a playoff spot. Oh Jesus Christ!
1: Don't 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 hold your breath, please.
0: No, I don't. Do, I don't
1: want. To. Do you really want to see this team in the playoffs? You know what's going to happen if this team Not makes the playoffs? They'll lose in five games to Boston. They'll lose in five games to Tampa. They might yep. even get swept. We're in a bad situation. It could be a lot worse.
0: Yep. But. Well, Tyler, that is all we have for the mailbag. Uh, again, thank you everyone yeah. who asked questions. We got a ton. I think the most we've ever gotten for a mailbag is like five we got almost yeah, triple yeah, that five or six. Yeah. So thank you for your questions. We'll be doing another one probably after the, a couple weeks after the trade deadline, uh, just to get your questions on possible new players, possible future plans for the wings. Once they do all the moves they make or how pissed you are with them, not doing what you wanted them to do. So I think that's it for, for the podcast tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, thank you guys for all your questions. And, you know, hopefully we can do another one of these because I kind of like doing these. You know, it's all kinds of different questions. And, uh, you know, we get to interact with um, with some of our fans and some of our listeners. So uh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Greg, um, if you want to shout out your Twitter handle, and I appreciate you doing this again tonight.
0: Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at bringing the wing.
1: Yeah, I changed mine because um, I don't know why, but I just wanted to, you know, spice it up a little bit. I changed mine to at Ghost of Datsuk because I miss Pavel Datsuk, as we all do. <laughs> and you can follow the the Winged Octopus on Twitter at Winged Octopus. You can like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram. Um, and then our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play. Stitcher, and as Greg said, Spotify at some point in time coming up here soon. For Greg, I'm Tyler. Stay classy, Hockey Town. Hopefully Tess joins us next week.
0: Go Wings! That's a wrap on this episode of Winged Octopus. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town. Just a small town.